We are celebrating this week Independence Day. Everything you see will be laced with red, white, and blue, and stars and stripes and signs and remnants of patriotism. But church, listen, you are living in a communist country. If you do not say what they want you to say, if you do not promote what they want you to promote, if you do not call right what they want you to call right, then you are anti, you are the enemy. That's the definition of communism right there. In fact, we are living in a day where everything is filtered. You are only being fed on primetime news what they want you to hear. You are only being allowed to do on what's called freedom of speech, social media, what they have called free speech. Everything else is intolerable. Everything else is hate speech, not just the Ku Klux Klan and all that. Everything that does not promote the agenda of today's society is considered anti is considered the enemy. And do you know that the country of China is already living in the middle of all this where people are excommunicated? You are given a value system of a number, a, a score, like 1 to 500 or 400. If you have a good score and you don't cause any trouble, you do what they want you to do, then you can have free reign. If you have a bad score... Maybe you haven't paid like you're supposed to pay or you don't promote certain agendas. You're given a negative score and you can't even buy things. Sound familiar? You can't even get through checkpoint and metal detectors because your ID has already been flagged as a negative. Your number is not high enough for you to be able to travel. That's communism. That's being controlled by Someone else other than yourself. And you are living there today. And today, I just, I, I'm taking it that everybody is just really going to listen to what God has put forth for us all to hear. Because it, the Word of God is the only hope you have. You don't even have to like me. You don't have to like multitudes. Or you can like me and like multitudes. But both like and unlike is, is just irrelevant, church. It's the Word of God that has always stood and always will stand. And that's what you need to be eating. That's what you need to be living. That's the way you need to operate your life. We live in a day where everything, and you know I've been preaching to you about deception and about being deceived. And I just prayed that unless the days were shortened, even the very elect would be deceived. And that is what's going on. We cover for people. We, we, we say, well, it's all right, you know. And let me just tell you this. When you like something, that means you confirm something. That means you okay it. It's okay by you. If, if you cannot be accounted for Jesus and the cost of living a Christ-like life, 
you need to deactivate and delete all social media because the only thing it's good for now is the cause of Christ. And if you do that very long, you're going to be filtered, you're going to be censored, and you're going to be blocked, and you're going to be deleted. It's time to realize that we're not preaching about something that's happening 10 years from now. You're living in the middle of the days before the rapture of the church. And the bride has one thing that she is doing. She knows when her wedding day is. No, we don't have a calendar day, but we know by the signs. He said, I'm going to give you signs in the air. I'm going to give you signs that's going to be confirmed. Even in your own secular society, they're going to confirm everything. And this is where we are. And the only safe mind to have is one, I'm not going to be deceived. I'm not going to fall asleep at the wheel and just run off the road and hope I'm okay. Everything is, is an attack on the cost and the cause of living a Christ-like life. I don't know how many of you last Sunday night watched the brother and sister team walk across the tight rope uh, over Times Square. Did anybody see that? You watch that? It's okay to move right now. You watch that? Okay. You can move. Well, I love it, you know, because the whole time it was Jesus. Jesus. Even, even way off tune key, the girl was singing praise songs, and I just loved it because it was beautiful. But, but I also understand what was going on behind the scenes. You see, right before they got down to business and, and all that, you know, everybody's talking. Let me tell you how you're being deceived. See, it's not enough to replace Christmas with just happy holidays. You know, completely take Christ out of that. Now we're living in a time where uh, we just want to do away with anything that traces back to Jesus, heaven, the cross, God, holiness, salvation, sin. We just, we, we're just getting farther away from that. And so I hear old brother Michael. I don't know that he's a brother, but I'm just hearing Michael up there saying, you know, and everybody's sending in those. This is, I'm going down the deception road here. You know, everybody's just tweeting, you know, good thoughts and, and good vibes. Let me go on and just help, help right now. If you are struggling with terms and, and, and socially acceptable terms like good vibes. I cannot find anywhere in the entire Word of God, Old and New Testament, where somebody walked up to somebody else, laid their hand and good vibed them, good vibed them and they were brought back to life. Their head quit hurting. Their leprosy went away. Their cancer, their child was raised. I can't find a single good vibe anywhere in the Bible. See, people don't even want to say prayer because that can be associated with Jesus, can be associated with the cross, can be associated with an empty grave. And see, the world doesn't want any part of that. So they're just trying to change the terminology of everything that's not offensive, that cannot glorify God. And so good vibes is one of those words words don't vibe me the only vibe I ever liked even when I was in the world was the ones that the beach boys sung about the good vibrations you know to the music to the sun kiss the, you know the, the, those good vibes that's the only vibe I've ever got anything out of if I get sick today don't vibe me 
Don't vibe for me. Don't vibe. Do not vibe. Do not vibe for me. But if you want to pray for me, sister, you just go on and nail it and get down to business. Because we can go somewhere if you start praying for people. Don't buy this stuff, church. Stay away. Step away from the car. Don't fall into this trap. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. You don't want any part of prayer? You want to be politically correct at work? You want to be politically correct on Facebook? Then just say uh, vibes and all. God says if that's what you want, then you have it. But the next time your child has a fever at 2 in the morning, don't call, don't pray. You vibe. Just go on and vibe. Pastor, I don't understand what's the big deal. I'll tell you what the big deal is. There's a great falling away going on right on our watch, church, and we don't even see it coming. Amen, Opie. Amen. That's what's going down. That's what's happening. We, we've got to see that Satan, and I'm telling you a lot of stuff again, but it's all right. You listen to the same song more than one time. You play the more you play the same God-forbidden video game more than one time. Amen. You watch the same Hallmark movies more than one time. I'm going to say the same thing preaching more than one time. Don't nobody walk into my house. If you see 185 on Dish Network, I don't have it there. But I'm a good husband, and, and she's a hard worker. And if she wants to watch it, I'll just sit there and take one for the team. But I'm not, I'm not into that. My point is, I've already told you about these things. And I'm going to tell you some of these things again. Because you know what? Every church within Scotland County ought to understand just seven minutes of the video that you saw. The only seven minutes. We need to have the church open every day for prayer, Opie. It's that serious. We need to be praying. You don't have a hope outside of praying, church. You don't have, you don't have a hope. You, you don't. And I'm being positive today. I'm not, I'm not trying to be any kind of way. But I, I, I just want people that walk out of here, whether you understand or not, at least you know what's happening right now. I don't want people that come to this church to be ignorant and dumb of the time and the day that we're living right now. See, I, I'm, I'm not fighting Washington. My fight's not against the LGBT and all the other organizations and groups and causes. My, my, I, I'm not wrestling with flesh and blood. You see, I'm wrestling against a devil. And there's only one thing that the devil understands. That's the name and power of Almighty God. And see, and you can't just walk around with the name and the power of God every now and then. You're either living in that vein or you're not living in that vein. And no, I didn't say you were not a Christian. But I'm going to get to that in a minute. i got to read something to you Jesus said in the book of Matthew. I could, have had a, I could have brought a Bible out here that's not in pieces, but this is the one the Lord said preach out of today. I'm preaching out of the one that's falling apart. Jesus went a little further in Matthew's gospel. This is also recorded in Mark's gospel, but he went a little further on his face and he prayed. This is what he said. He said, oh, my father, if 
it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, it's not about what I want, but it's about your will. Now, that was what we're calling the price tag. The price tag of your salvation. The person was Jesus Christ. The, the prize was salvation and victory and being able to live, live free from sin. But the price tag was the cross. See, everything in your life, it has a price tag on it. I don't care if somebody gave you something. If you trace it back, read my lips. If you trace it back far enough, somebody had to pay for it somewhere. What about, I, look, I'm going all the way back with you. Even God had to pay a price and work for six days for everything that you know on this earth to be here. There's a price for the trees that are out there. They just didn't show up. God had to do something for them. He, he spoke light. I know that. He took his hand and made this. I get all that. But still, something, there's a price tag to everything. You being saved, you walking up and, and being clean and being free, it costs something. It costs something very great. There's many accounts of this in the Bible, and I'll try to get through these. But there was a time when the disciples learned about price. And see, here's what this has to do with deception and being deceived. See, we live in a society, and the government over the past 50 years has not helped this. That you don't have to do anything. Everything's free. It comes from just an imaginary place. It doesn't matter if it's money or stuff. And so that's crept into our society and into our church. We don't have to do anything anymore. When the Bible plainly says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, to pray without ceasing. That's work, friend. We live in a culture and in a country and in a, in a society that says, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Let somebody else handle the. Somebody else will pick up the tab. And a lot of you think this is a political problem. It's not. It's a spiritual problem. How many of you believe the Holy Ghost can fix politics? I do. I do. How many of you believe that the way politics is like they are today because they don't have the Holy Ghost? They don't have Jesus, man. So that, there you go. Leave the, all the donkeys and elephants. Just leave them in the field in the zoo, okay? We don't need them. Just leave all them animals. They, they ain't helping the church. You hear me? Y'all hear me when I said that. Them animals ain't helping the church out. So get out from among them. Just what he said. Just come out from among them. Disciples ran into a situation about a price tag. Are y'all mad because I talked about Democrats and Republicans just then? The real Christians, the people that follow Jesus, they don't give a rip about Democrats and Republicans. Not the real Christians because, see, you're dead now. You're not a citizen of this world anymore. Somebody want to amen that? You, you cannot go to heaven if you are still caught up and in love with this world now, church. I need you to hear me today because I feel like I'm fighting for some of your souls in here. You got a form of godliness. You just think because you come to church and you've been saved forever that it's all hunky-dory. I am telling you, 
the judge is coming back to judge. And we got we to see that this life is so temporary. It, this life, it, it's just fleeting. It's going out the window. And we've got to have our eyes on Jesus and the trumpet sounding church. So you can't be deceived and I can't play games when it comes to preaching the word of God. The disciples learned about a price tag because they ran into a little boy that could not, uh, uh, let me just throw some country out, be shed of a demon he had. Some of you that not there with me on shed, get, he couldn't be delivered of a demon that was occupying him. Disciples were confused about this and scratching their head and, you know, Jesus come up and he was talking to uh, Parents and talking to the disciples and uh, said, I brought these, uh, this, this situation, my child, and your disciples couldn't do anything about it. And they was like really puzzled because, see, they had, they had experienced some of the things of God. They had experienced, I hope you're hearing this, they had experienced some of the power and miracles of God, but not everything. And I want to tell all of you this. Regardless of where you are in your walk, I hate to break it to you, but there's a lot more than where you are. You hadn't hit plateau. No, you had because you can't. Jesus said, I'll keep filling you. I'll keep doing it. I just heard a great message on the Holy Ghost about two weeks ago and heard it again this week at a different time. And let me tell you something. You, 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 can't, you can't arrive. You can't get to a place where you can just, well, this is kind of it. I'm going to wait on them to come get me in the fluffy chariot one day. The angels, listen, you can experience God every day. You can be filled. You can get to a new level tomorrow. If you reach a new level today, there's another one you can get to. It's just what you want. It's what you want. These boys couldn't do nothing. And they said, Lord, we don't, what's going on here? The Lord said, there's a price tag here. See, they just thought it'd be business as usual when the churches got into that mentality. It's just business as usual. But we got people that's bound. We got people that's taking their lives. We've got people that's divorced. We've got people that can't speak to family members. We just got all kind of whacked up problems courtesy of hell and courtesy of not walking in Jesus Christ full of the Holy Ghost. So this is what happened. They said, we, can't, we, we don't know what to do about this. And so... Jesus said, there's a price tag here, guys. Now, if you want to do this right here, this kind only comes out by prayer. Uh Uh-oh, I'm about to cuss. And fasting. First three days of the next part of this year, it's in your bulletin, all the information you need. We're fasting again. These three days, you can fast one meal, you can fast the whole three days, you can fast one solid day, but everybody that says you are a Christian ought to be fasting if you understand the hour that we're living in. I don't, have, I don't believe it that way. You go on and just go on. He's, he's already, you a pawn, man. I don't believe that. Now, what do you mean by fasting? Everybody, when I spell this out, I want you to say it. F-O-O-D. Do we understand what that is? Take my time. Well, pastor, I just decided I'm not going to text for one meal. I'm not going to get on Facebook. Listen to me. You can't show me that mess in the Bible. Quit that carnal mess. 
Go, let your stomach growl, let your head hurt. You go somewhere and pray for this church, and you pray that we can be the mighty lion, the warrior, the boot-stomping, hell-raising people we're supposed to be. Quit playing games. Quit playing games. We can't be deceived. And all of you that just think I just cussed, God help you. Sometimes you just get fed up with hell and you want to raise it and slap it in the face. I am. I'm tired of bad news where Satan won. And I don't know no better way to say it. I'm tired of us claiming to have all of the power But we're seeing the devil doing all of the damage, church. It's time for the body of Christ to turn the page and somebody else start doing all of the damage. Amen. Yes, it is. So, there was a price tag. And now there was a guy in the Old Testament. He was full of leprosy. But he was very, very uh, superior to a lot of other people. His name was Naaman. But he wanted to be healed of his leprosy, which it wasn't just a bad appointment at a dermatologist that messed up and gave him wrong. It was full-blown, white, spotty leprosy, okay? It was a reproach in that day. People were considered scum of the earth. They had to stay so far away from everybody. But this guy had some rank, and he wanted to be... I wanted to make sure my watch wasn't calling 911. I told Angie I didn't need to wear this thing today. I get to preaching or playing the drums, and they're going to send the ER for me. So I had to make sure. So this guy needed healing, church. He needed healing very bad. And this is what happened. Uh, so Elisha said, well, uh, go down to the Jordan watch. Oh, it ticked him off. Because, see, that was, that was like spitting in his face. You want me to go to those nasty waters? You want me to go down there where those people are less than I am? But my, my, the man had leprosy, man. I mean, good night. How, how, how can you... See, there's a lot of things like that I don't understand. How can you boast about them being dirty water and you slap, eat up with leprosy? I don't get that. But he said, this is what you got to do. You want to be cleansed? There's a price tag. It's called humility. You go down there where it's a reproach. You go down there and do what you don't want to do. You go down there and you wash. And you ain't going to do it just one time. I want to make sure that you learn a lesson of humility and obedience and do what thus saith the Lord. So, brother, you need to go down seven times. See, a lot of us, you need to be here during the crusade. If you are struggling with humility, you need to be here. If you just said in your mind, I don't have a problem with that, I don't need to come, you need to sit on the front row and come. Okay. Now, he went and dipped seven times after he learned. You know, God's way really is higher, church. God's way really is better. So that's the price. See, everything has a price tag. Everything. Everything has a price tag. So he dipped seven times, and he came up shouting because he was no longer dirty, no longer clean. Everything has a price tag. Have I said that for you today? It don't matter. Bad things have a price tag. Good things have a price tag. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap it. 
there was a wedding going on, and they ran out of beverage. They had an urgent need. They needed more stuff to drink. Everybody thinks every time the Bible says wine, they think that's a ticket to go out and drink. You know, there's a lot of references in the Bible. The type of wine was not alcoholic wine. We are looking for every reason in the world to give us an excuse to still stay as close to the world as we can. We do. We, we'll take Scripture. We'll manipulate it. We'll, we'll, we'll do everything just to justify our deceived choices that we've made. Jesus said, well, it, it can happen. You know, there was something going on with his mother there. And um, he said, well, I, I tell you what, I can make this happen, but there's a price tag. You're going to have to do something foolish. You're going to have to buy land when you don't have the money for it. You're going to have to go ahead and start cutting lumber down when you don't even have lumber to cut down, you don't even have a, a log split and a portable sawmill, sometimes you got to do stupid stuff that God says to do and everybody's looking at you and mocking you and making fun of you and don't know why you went back to your wife, don't know why you went back to church, don't know why you still keep doing it because it seems like you're getting the same results. But sometimes you just got to do what Jesus says to do and there's a price tag at that. You got to do it. You got to do what Jesus said to do. It don't make sense. It's not supposed to make sense. It's foolishness in the eyes of this world. But in God's eyes, it's right down the middle of the road. And that's where you're supposed to be driving. So that's what they did. There's a price tag. We got a need. We don't care. He said to go take the pots and fill them up with water. They filled them with water. Guess what? There was wine. You mean you want us to fill it up with water? I mean, not even like smushed grapes where we can kind of hope that it fill them up with water in front of this crowd at this wedding and let them see you fill all of the water pots with water. See, God is waiting on the church just to walk on faith and you'll see things you've never seen before. There's a price tag. It's not going to be handed down in a tent at Walmart by the government. There is a price tag for everything that you want to see God do. And if you got a phone, I don't give a rip. You got to listen to what I'm saying. I, I really wished, as hot as I've been all day, I wish I could bring it down about seven miles an hour. Because I'm about to sweat like a stuck pig up here. But it is like fire. Seek out that almost seek a shut up in my bones. And hallelujah to the name of Jesus. I can't help it. I'm so tired of the world and hell laughing at the body of Christ. I can't stand it no more. If it don't change, I love that grandbaby back there. But I want God to take me home. Because I can't sit here and act like it's not going on. Can't do it. I cannot do it. You might be fine, and I don't know why you're getting all worked up and excited. I don't know what's going on. I'm telling you, the Lord is coming back. I'm a watchman on the wall. I am not a talk show host. 
I am a watchman on the wall. I have been on the wall and I've seen what's coming to the people of God. Okay, we're going to just do this. We're just going to do it like this. We're going to close this here Bible. And I'm going to tell you what Jesus said in Mark. He said, you know, what, what, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world? Price tag, loses his soul. Get it all, honey. Hog it all up. Pile it all. Pack it in. Get it. Build more barns. Just hold it all. Just hoard all you can hoard. It's a price tag. You fool, you're going to die tonight. That's what he told the man in the Bible. I got so much stuff, I don't even know what to do with it. I think I need another barn. I'm going to just tear them all down because I got so much money. I'm all that. He said, you go ahead. There's a price tag with that. And, and you know, I, 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 want to, I want to tell you about this man and his wife. I've done told you about one man and his wife in a Hallmark thing, so I want to tell you about another man and his wife. Acts chapter 5. Let me tell you this. Bad, bad, bad. Bad thing went down. God was doing the work. Holy Ghost had fallen. Day of Pentecost. And all kinds of great things were happening. Great things. In, in fact, this is why we do life groups. People were going from house to house. They had all things coming. I, I, just, I just feel like something might happen. Oh, my word. So... They were going from house to house, and God was really moving. Thousands were being added to the church. People have never lived at this level before. Can everybody see and hear me right now? Are you back there, honey? Can you see and hear me? You're the furthest person away. I just want to make sure you can see and hear what I'm about to tell you. This man and his wife were part of the church. But this is what, not the church said, not the preacher, not the apostles, nobody. This is what the Spirit said. The Spirit says, y'all are all one. Y'all are unified. You are a body. You are, you are now the body of Jesus Christ. Everybody needs to be equal. Everything, you don't need anybody doing without food. Because somebody else has got food. Somebody else has got money. So the Spirit said, sell everything so everybody can... Not have to worry about that. Because y'all are the church. And I don't want there to be any distractions or deceptions. Because we are the body of Christ. And this church, this body has got to go forward. So that this message can be shared all over the world. So I don't want you tied down with things. So just sell what you got. So everybody can have bills paid and things. And y'all can just focus on what you're supposed to focus on. Okay. Man and his wife were part of that. They were there. They knew about the upper room. They knew about the outpouring. They knew about people in 120 different countries hearing their native language and God be glorified in their native language. They, they were there, church. They knew all of this. But they sold their property. And when it was time to present it, they just kind of kept a little bit of it, you know. Just in case. Y'all, you know how we obey God, but we still got a just in case type stuff going on. You know, real godly stuff. We just got a lot of just, just, just you know, all that. They did it. So the husband came in, and all of you know this story probably, but I'm going to tell you again real quick. 
they came in. Peter said, uh, you sell the house, what happened? He said, yeah, we, we sold the land and we got this much money, here it is. He said, why have you lied? Why have you lied? See, when you are living wholeheartedly for God, you don't have to read a post, you don't have to eavesdrop. The Spirit of God will help you discern and will tell you what needs to happen and what's been going on. I can't tell you, I'm not bragging at all. I'm just talking to you. I, I'm, a, I'm a hole. I'm a shell. Let me tell you about this. I can't tell you how many times over the years, and it's not just a preacher thing. Some of you know what I'm talking about. God has revealed so much to me, I didn't ask and many times wished he hadn't of. But see, when you walk with God, you can hear like God hears. Somebody size Brent, I hope, heard that. When you walk with God, you can hear God and hear like God hears. That's what happens. Peter said, you've not lied to men, but you've lied to the Holy Ghost. You've lied to God. And about that time, there was a big thump. See, we think we can hold on to this life. Now, I'm not going to preach about tithe right now, but I'm going to kind of just insert it in there. You can hold what belongs to God. I don't care if you're visiting, if you're watching, and you're in Nebraska. Here, here I go again. If you're watching and you're living in Nebraska, listen. And you go to church somewhere else, but you got, you're just watching today. Give God His 10% back because there is a price tag, church. You ain't got to pay it, and you can justify it, and you can keep it all you want to, but honey, your radiator's going to drop out in a 150-degree summer. Something's going to happen. You're going to go to the doctor, and you were healthy of a horse yesterday. You keep it if you want to. The church will always prevail and always survive, but you're going to pay that price tag. You can like it and think I'm a, you know, when I say this stuff, people go right in. All he does is talk about money. Don't pay your tithes. <laughs> don't pay your tithes. And then when all that happens, don't ask me to pray for you. Don't ask me to pray. I ain't praying. I ain't spending my time praying for a cursed person. He says, you're cursed if you... That's a price tag. See, you're cursed when you... I can't afford it, Opie. I got... Yes, you can. You're a liar. It's not yours to, to manipulate into your budget. You can be obedient and watch God bless you. I'm going to spend my time praying for the Chavis family. And everybody... I ain't going to pray for people that's cursed. I can't help you. God ain't going to overrule His Word because I'm praying. Okay, let's get off that. See, that's going over well. Y'all hear how well that's going over? It's going over good. This man and woman, they did it. Three hours later, his wife come in. She didn't know her husband was already pushing up daisies. and had no idea. Hey, did y'all sell the house? Yes, we sold the house. We sold the land. We sold it all. Here's the money. He looked at her. Why have y'all conspired together? Together now. Hey, look, if your husband wants to go down, don't go down with him. If your wife wants to go down, don't go down with him. If you want to come prayer, I, I'm, I, here I'm, boy, I'm fixing to put some pointy-toe cowboy boots on with the spurs. Y'all hear me? If your husband wants to go to prayer, but your wife don't, or your children want to go to prayer, at the end of the month at Multitudes Church, we just had it, but you don't, you leave them and 
said, you come on anyway. Amen. Amen, preacher. That's so special. That is so good, preacher. Go on. There's a price tag. There's a price. I'm closing. I'm hot and I'm getting tired now. And God knows a fat boy's hungry about right now. And two crackers is gone. But let me tell you something. So that's what they did. They conspired. They paid the price. And, you know, all these people I talked to you about earlier, Jesus and Naaman and all these people, they, they, were, they were gunning for, they were pressing toward the prize. Ananias and Sapphira, they were pressing toward the profit. And see, that's where the church is stuck at. See, I told my wife last week when I left, I said, I think I had rather been born during the Great Depression, the 30s. And I said, I think I'd rather been during that time where people didn't have anything and everybody went to church and they lived right and they lived holy than to be in an age where it's the opposite. Everybody's got everything. They don't need everything. And they're far away from God unless they need Him. And I wasn't throwing off on people that were here last week or not even people that wasn't here. I, I, I just, it's, this day has just gotten me. And the only thing I know to do is preach. So here we go. Let me tell you these five things real quick so we can pray. Number one, this is five mistakes they made quickly. They disobeyed God because God had told the church to do that. His body. He told them to do that. All this stuff's on the app. Go to, if you, you, don't, you don't have to write it down. Just listen. Go to the app. They disobeyed what God was doing. See, a lot of times people say, well, I don't like that. You know what? I, I'm going somewhere right now. I probably shouldn't go. Y'all got time for me to go somewhere I shouldn't go? Oh, yeah. I shouldn't go here. I'm going to tell you I shouldn't go here. But if, it's, if this helps one person out, I don't mind going there. When God lays something on my heart while I'm preaching or at an altar call, and we do it, and you don't like it or you disagree with it, let me just go ahead and help you out with something here. You, you are not disagreeing with me, and you are not not liking me. Or any decision we make. Well, why, why, if the church needs money, why is the parking lot brand new today? Because people love God in His house and they gave money toward it last year to see it done. I didn't know we were giving hundreds of dollars a month to a ministry. Well, you need to know that. If, that, if, if, that, if that's consuming you, you need to know that we don't sit on hundreds of thousands of dollars at this church. There's people that are strapped to drugs. There's people that have all kinds of problems going on in their life. And money's no good if we have it packed up while people are busting hell wide open, church. But what do, we, what do we do? What do we do if the air conditioner goes out? The air conditioner's gone now. And we've called Derek and them. They put one in. And we pay for it until it's paid off. That's what we do. But we don't walk around wondering what are we going to do. We're living for Jesus. It belongs to Him. If it breaks, He's the landlord. He can make it work. I don't worry about it. We don't have money. So let me just tell you. 
Everything that's done at this church is prayed about. I am no superior. I'm called of God. I'm the shepherd of the flock here, but it's not my sheep. They belong to God. I'm just a caretaker. I do what the man says to do, and I don't apologize for it. And if you need, if that's not good enough, and you want to go to a church where it's done right, and a man's controlled by a board, or a council, or a committee, then you need to go somewhere else. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve Jehovah. I cannot, I cannot, and I'm way over where I was going to be right now, but I cannot explain everything to you that God says to do. Sometimes he tells me without warning and I can't give you a long drawn out detailed why we're going to do it like this. We used to why are you changing it now? Oh look I'm doing what I'm told. Don't do what you're supposed to do at work and you will get fired. And I'm really in a great mood today. I really am not mad. My head is almost starting to throb though and I know I know who it is. But, but us getting tighter and getting closer to God's worth my head hurting or anything else. And I ain't crying right now because my head's hurting. But they did a lot of things wrong. They mocked God, number two. They mocked God and His Word by giving in to deception and greed. God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth just need somebody to pray as a mother calls her babes in So God is calling his people in. Not to scold them or chastise them. But he's calling them in to love them. And empower them. And take them to a place they've never been before. I'm calling you today. I'm calling you today. I'm calling you today. I want to take you where you've never been. I want to show you these doors. But there's no way around the price tag. There's no way around what I'm wanting to do. I'll do it. I'll lead you. But you can't be intimidated by the world. You can't be scared of me. You can't be fearful of man. You have to walk by faith and not by sight. And you'll see the salvation of the Lord. So says the Lord God Almighty. I need for you to just reverently. There's three more things on there. But I need you to stand up if you will. I'm going to go ahead and tell you what these things are. They lied to God. They broke unity. They broke the unity, see. 
the church was unified up into that, and the church went on. The church kept on. But they broke unity. Your church attendance, if you're visiting today or online, your church attendance represents you being a part of the unity of that local body, this local body. And we've got to get to a place where we see and we understand that look here, about, I don't know, it's been about four or five weeks ago, Ronnie preached to you the value of you. You've got to know this church. That man and woman, they were guilty of a lot of things, but they broke the unity, all the things God had been doing. And they took authority upon themselves to break that unity with greed. Satan keeps using that. He never stops. And I, I, I'm telling you, that's very costly when we do that. And it doesn't matter if it's multitudes nor if you Springfield anywhere. It's not okay not to be in church. In fact, it's anti-scriptural when you are not in church. You were saved so you could be a part of a body. And they valued the things of this world more than they did the things of the kingdom that was coming. I don't know, I don't even know what to pray right now because we've already prayed. I just, um, I just want to ask you a question though before we go home. Do you think we need to pray? I'm gonna, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I don't base everything off emotion and feedback and all that. But you need to get to a place where you're vigilant when it comes to God. You, you do. Because Satan is shutting people down left and right every day. And I don't mean that you've got to be out here to just draw attention to yourself. But if you're not a believer right now, you don't need to walk out of this church. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm telling you it's dangerous. It's dangerous. The Spirit of the Lord is here. God's dealing with people. And if you don't want to take a chance, you shouldn't take a chance. And I just say, well, preacher, I want it to be right with me and Jesus. I know people don't have their head bowed, but you don't, you don't, we, don't, we ain't doing that right now. I'm here today, I wasn't supposed to be here, but I'm here. All this concerns me, and if I were to leave, I would not be prepared to meet the Lord right now. How many of you are here or online, and you know that we need to make a change right now? You need to be ready. I'm going to ask you to just walk to this altar. Because you can be changed forever right now. If you're online, all you have to do is make an altar where you are and say, God, I'm a sinner. I'm wrong. The cross is right. And I haven't been to the cross. I know about it, but I haven't been to it. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me. And the Lord will do that.
pray that. And it's all gone. I don't want to give you the option to come to the altar today. I want the altar to be where you are. You just did this a week ago, but I didn't do what I'm about to do right now. I feel led to ask every person to close your eyes. Because it's not optional whether or not we pray. We got to pray. My house shall be a house of worship. I want you to raise your hands. Yes, my hands in a public place. Nobody's studying you right now. Their eyes, God, we're here because nobody can help us but you, Lord. Nobody can empower us but you, Lord. Nobody can save us and set us free and show us what we need to be shown, Lord, but you. We're living in a very disciplined culture to take people to hell, God, and we need you to help us. We don't want our children to perish. We don't want our children to be deceived. We don't be, want our, our marriages to be deceived. We don't want our churches to be deceived. God, we need you to touch us. We need you, Lord. We don't need a, somebody to just come and temporarily do something. We need a change in our lives, God. We need to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, Lord. God, we need, Lord, we just need you. We can't, we can't do it, God. Lord, if you're not involved, it's bigger than us, and we've got to see it, Lord. The devil is being so crafty when it comes to this stuff, God. And the body of Christ has got to rise up, Lord. We've got to awake out of sleep. Our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. God, help us. Help us to seek you while you may be found. Call on you while you're near. Lord, help us to make our calling and election sure. We can't keep playing Christian games. We can't keep being religious. God, we've got to be on fire. We've got to be focused, Lord. It's not working, Lord. It is not working going through the motions. God, we need fire. We need revival. Lord, we need hunger. We need thirst. 